The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Um, good morning, church. Merry Christmas to all of you. Um, today I'll be taking a scripture reading. What? <laughs> today I'll be taking a scripture reading. Um, I'm reading from NLT version. Um, our scripture reading is Luke chapter 2, verse 1 to 17. I'll wait for all of you since it's Christmas. Um, um, it's, the chapter is called The Birth of Jesus. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinus was the governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, his fiancée, which was now obviously pregnant. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born, which is most likely Jesus, I'm not sure. I, I know it is. <laughs> she gave birth to him. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. And the next chapter is the shepherds and the angels. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel assured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I, will bring, you, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to, who, to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was a baby lying in the manger. <coughs> After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. Amen. Uh, thank you. <laughs> so the baby was Jesus. <laughs> okay, good morning, everybody. 
Um, Merry Christmas. Say Merry Christmas to your neighbor with a smile. Tell them if you are not smiling, there's a huge problem this morning. If you are not smiling to me. Hallelujah. Um, we give God the glory for his kindness towards us and his mercies. Um, we just want to get a few things out of the way. Um, and that is this. The children's Fresh Fire devotional is out. That's huge for us. Um, and it's fantastic. But, you know, because we will always, by God's grace, improve every year, we have a two to four devotional that has paintings and colorings and, you know, that is targeted at um, that age range, two to four. And it's big and huge. So, <laughs> give God all the glory and all the praise. <clears throat> Next year it will get better. In Jesus' name. Let's kind of rise on our feet. Let's just worship God for a while before we get into the word. There is a redeemer. Jesus God's own Son, precious Lamb of God. Father, in 
Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. And today, we are looking at part five of our series, Christmas is for giving. And the subtitle, if you will, of part five for today is bring your gifts. Bring your gifts. Um, our text is in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 to 11. Matthew 2, verse 1 to 11. Matthew 2, 1 to 11 says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. But about the time some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. wrote and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be sh the shepherd of my people, Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back to me and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way. And the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It, was, it went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary. And they bowed down and worshipped a baby. Then they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, when from the time of Jesus, even up until this time, you have people that sincerely worship God. They just sincerely want to worship God. Their heart is with God. Their mouth is with God. They follow God like these wise men. They pay any price to locate Jesus. In fact, the two-day estimation, you must have heard me say that it took about two days for them to get to where Jesus was. But more data have surfaced that they walked 900 miles. That would take at least five days. If they sleep for six hours a day, do the maths. And all they did need to walk with is the camel and their legs. So we always have people that will seek Jesus for who he is and want to worship him. Then we will also have the King Herods of this world that will say, come, let us, come and tell us so that we can worship him also. But they have no plans of worshiping Jesus. 
Which are you today, this morning? Are you in church because you have a heart to worship Jesus? Do you come to church? Do you, do you associate with Christ because you want to worship Jesus? Or do you associate with Christ because you want to see what it's about? Or you have your own ulterior motive. You want to use him for your own, to achieve your own means. Really, from the beginning, people have tried to use God for their own objectives. So, who are you today? Are you going to be used by God? Are you seeking to be used by God? Or are you seeking to use God? Are you seeking to open your life up to God, to be used by God? Or are you looking for a Father Christmas? Like, uh, depends on the part of the world. This part of the world is a Father Christmas. Um, in the other parts, they are called what? Santa Claus. What's the difference between Santa Claus and Father Christmas? Okay, no, I will tell you. Let me go on. I don't have a lot of time. I will have told you the difference. Now, <laughs> now, unfortunately, some people are like that, but you can change today. You can make up your mind. Maybe you've come to God, to church, because of you want to use God. You want God to do this, you want God to do that, you want God, that is all you want. You have no intention of, of adding value to him, of, of worshipping him, of bringing gifts to him, of bowing down to him in sincerity of your heart. You can change this morning. You can change and bring your gifts. You can change and bring your own gifts. And bring your own life. You see, these three wise men, they, the first gift they brought, which was not highlighted in this scripture, is their lives. They brought themselves. They brought their lives. They were powerful men. They could have sent their servants. But they brought themselves. They brought their lives. And we saw that the Bible says that they bowed. They did not just bring themselves. They bowed. But to bow means to pay obeisance to. Imagine having a baby and wise men are prostrating for a baby. How does that look like? You see, worship is foolish to the natural mind. You've not begun to worship until the people that have no clue about God, look at you and say, you must be foolish. In fact, that is when you've started worshipping. It's true. As you are clapping, your neighbor is looking at you that you are foolish. You are the first particular of the worship. <laughs> worship can be ridiculous. How can wise men, what kind of wisdom do they have? That's foolishness. How can wise men bow to a baby that cannot even talk? And they brought gold. Gold signifies the kingship of Jesus. They brought frankincense. Frankincense signifies the priesthood of Jesus. They brought myrrh. Myrrh signifies the prophetic destiny and line of Jesus. Myrrh is what they used to embalm the dead body. So myrrh is supposed to, something you embalm in myrrh is supposed to last forever. And forever, oh Lord, your word is 
is settled. Jesus, like we learned from the wisdom group at the carol service, that every word about Jesus, everything about Jesus came back through prophecy. There was a word. We even Herod asked the, the, the priest, where will he be born? They said this is what was prophesied. Praise the name of the Lord. So bring your gifts as an act of worship. And when you bring your gifts to God, you need to realize this. That for us, God expects us to leave this place and take his gifts to men. God expects you and I to leave this place and take his gifts to men. And that is, that is so important. Why? Because we, we cannot say what we love a God we cannot see. We learned that on Sunday. If we don't love the people we can see. You cannot love the God you cannot see if you do not love the man that you can see. So, we serve God by serving people. We love God by loving people. Jesus puts it this way. He says that when, when I was blind, when I was, sorry, when I was hungry, you fed me. You see that in Matthew 25, 30 to 40. I won't read it. He says, he says, he says to, the, to the people on the right, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was in prison, you visited me. When I was naked, you clothed me. And they said to Jesus, when did we see you hungry? When did we see you naked? When did we see you hungry? When did we see you in prison? And Jesus says that if you've done this to other people, you have done it to me. So what is God saying to you this Christmas morning? What's God saying to us? God is saying to us, we need to take our gifts and take it to men. We need to, you have cooked extra jollof rice in your house. Many people are going to waste food today. A lot of chickens, they're going to give their dogs chickens. It's good, it's fine. Feed the dogs chickens, but please feed that boy on the road that has not eaten chicken. Chicken also. My point. Jesus wants us to take our gifts to men. Why? Because love gifts. Love gives, sorry. Love gives. You cannot love without giving. And God is saying, you will be my hands. You will be my legs. Take my gifts to people. And in God's favorite house, and that is the huge surprise for us this morning. You got the text. Huge surprise. The pastor, that's not a surprise. I'm coming. I'm not there yet. <laughs> that's a huge surprise. God wants you and I to take, to be his hands and his legs and to take gifts to men. So we are going to leave this church today. I know that you have your plan set up. You have your family re, um, reunion. You know, you have, if you are going to, you cooked chicken or some of you are going out, some of you are going wherever you are going. That plan has to be interrupted a little bit. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. 
for Jesus. So, here is the huge surprise we are going to land. We know the number of people that come to church. We've estimated the number of people that will be in this service. And we are saying, as a church, we are going to give everyone in this place a thousand naira. Wait, wait, wait. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> wait. Now, that thousand naira, do the maths, if you will. You will take it and go and give it to someone on the street. Because faith without works is dead. Years ago, I mean, almost a decade ago, when, the, when, we first, when I first did this, this, when I was pastoring, this is not the first time we, we are doing this as a, past, as a, um, a pastorate. I was criticized. People abused me. People say, you want to do this? Why are you doing that? Why are you, why are you wasting money? Why are you... I'm like, what is wrong with people? Can't we see the good? Even as I'm sitting down, maybe one or two people may be beefing me right now. Jesus will forgive you. <laughs> On this Christmas day. <laughs> so, we are going to... Now, listen, I know there are some of you that are like, you're like Pastor... I need that 1,000 naira. Why should I give it to anybody? The reason you give it to everybody is as you give it out, you break the back of poverty in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. I beg you, should I kneel down? Don't chop this money. Because if you do, listen, we are all laughing, but you know I'm serious. It will be like cement. It will not digest. It will give you stomach problem. And when it comes out, it will come out with blood. Are you ready? I know some of you are like, oh, but pastor, what has on is so small? Add your own. <laughs> Make it 10,000. Make it 100,000. But let's get out of this place this morning and do something. And let's put a smile on people's faces. And let's just say, you see, a lot of people are going through a tough time. Let's just say Merry Christmas. And, you know, grease their palms. <laughs> and we'll be amazed at what God can do. That's all you need to do. I'm not saying you should preach a sermon. Obviously, the envelope has some stuff that can point them to, to, uh, to, to God and all that stuff. So are we ready? Um, Christmas is forgiven. 
You know that when God wants to do a great thing, the enemy tries to, even the story of Jesus, when, this, when Jesus was about to be born, Herod tried to stop it, Herod tried to, to even killed all the children that were born between the ages of zero and two. The same thing with Moses. The same thing with this money we're about to give you. The devil is trying to stop it. But he has failed. Are we ready? Good. Thank you. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Okay. <clears throat> Are we ready? Today, we are not receiving an offering. Well, I have my offering here. I'm going to give it anyway. Maybe we'll ask the ushers to put baskets in front. And then if you want to give an offering, you can give. But we are not officially receiving an offering. I'm going to ask that we distribute these envelopes. Can we do that now?
Amen. Okay. Do we all have the envelope? Again, for some of us, this is a huge test. A huge test. I pray you pass it. In Jesus' name. That's all I need to say. Um, we are going to close the service. Let's carry rise on our feet. If today is your first time worshiping with us, could you just see us at the back? We have a gift for you. And pick up your gift at the back. That is one. Secondly, we are going to end the service, you know, like the carol service. We are going to wish at least seven people a Merry Christmas. Is that okay? At the carol service, we wish 45 people. So we are, we are doing seven people today. And we, we go into the streets and do what you need to do. Again, if you think this is too small, increase it. And God will bless you. Don't eat this money. Don't spend it. It's not for you. If you spend it, number one, it will not digest. Number two, it will give stomach problems. Number three, when it comes out, it's going to come out with, with blood. But if you are struggling with your finances and you step out in faith and you give this, God will break the back of poverty in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas.